We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Storm Dry Weather Podcast. This is episode 264. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Hold That Cap episode. It held for quite a while, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into all those details later. But anyway, we're recording this on the 10th of April. Yesterday was Easter Sunday, the 9th. Uh, you guys went out of town, didn't you? Went to Oklahoma for the weekend. It was nice to get out of town and visit with family, have Easter dinner with the grandparents and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. I saw some pictures, the yeah. Easter egg hunt. Yep. Did that. Did the whole whole shebang. I'm tired now. Uh-oh. I mean, I left work on Friday night. Didn't even go home. Wife picked me up. We went straight to Oklahoma after Friday work, and then oh. I came home late last night, so... Oh my gosh! I'm tired. I bet, and, and you work today. Work today. Yep. Oh well, this will probably be one of the shorter podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I might fall asleep by mile minute. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to hurry. I'll, I'll play. I'll play different sounds. I'll, I'll play the buzzer if you, you start go. nodding cool. off there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I didn't do anything. I made a big old rump roast and mashed mm. potatoes. And mom, mom and I don't really do much. We just kind of, right. you know, it's another day. So let's talk about last week. We had uh, last Monday we had talked about the SBC raising that threat level, moderate risk. They had put us in a moderate risk for Tuesday, possibly afternoon. Supposed to be at least two, possibly three rounds of showers and thunderstorms, and it didn't happen. The cap happened. The it we had something later, did. but. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I did. I mean, but and everybody was talking about, it. and we can't call it a bust. It wasn't a bust because the the dynamics were there. It just that persistent cap would not erode because first they were talking about it was going to erode, you know, by five or six o'clock, and they say, well, maybe it's going to erode by seven. And then when did it finally start giving it, out? It, it, it could have eroded at any time, and if it did, all hell would have broken loose. Right. But it didn't. And that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Then that front came through later, and then, then it started wrecking a little bit of havoc with yeah. hail and stuff. You know, because they were talking about tornadoes, like like big tornadoes, at least EF2s. Uh, well, there was in southeast Missouri. It killed some people over there. Now, was that that? That was Wednesday, right? That was... That was after that morning. What? Their cap did weaken over there. Okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, no, that was earlier on when we were supposed to start. Yeah, the the cap started weakening in Arkansas and uh, before we went to bed yeah. Tuesday night. And then there was a persistent tornado warning from 
Russellville-ish. Yeah, talk about that because unfortunately I was still asleep. (laughs) That's the one that touched down in southeast Missouri. It was a pretty persistent spinner. Yeah, you stayed up all night Tuesday night. I did. I well, yeah. I had my I I dozed off. I had my watch on, so if something bad happened, it would jiggle my wrist. Oh wow! This is how I have it set up. If something that we need to know about is it will, going it will on, physically like move. It'll, it'll, it'll vibrate. It'll wake up. It'll wake me up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it just kept waking me up. So I said, oh, I better get up. And then <laughs> I was watching the storm. Over uh, near Berryville, and I uh, thought, ah, they're going to issue a tornado warning, and they sure did. And then it pushed on into uh, southern Taney County, and I said, oh, they're going to issue a tornado warning, even though their rotation's not as bad now, and, and they did. But it was 6 a.m., so many, oh. many people woke up to those tornado sirens going off. Wow. And I don't know. I don't know how many viewers we had on on Facebook Live, but I don't think we've ever had that many people watching at the actual time of the live shot before. I looked down; it said like two thousand people were watching at the same time. Holy cow! So that's when I'm getting on. Hey, it's six o'clock in the morning. You're in Branson. You're hearing the tornado sirens going off. Well, here's what we're looking at: the rotation as well to our south, and it's going to stay to our south, mainly over rural areas of Taney County. So, if you're in Hollister or down under Ridgedale, well, that's kind of the area we're looking at. From well, the Big Cedar Lodge area up to the airport. That's basically what I was concerned about with that. So. Yeah, but uh, we got through it. We canceled the tornado warning, and I. Uh, didn't last much longer. Wow. Well, I got up about, what, 8.30? Now, I did wake up about 7. There was some wild, you know, like the different type of, of thunder. There's like the low rumble, and there's that high-pitched crack. Mm-hmm. Well, something high-pitched crack about 7 o'clock, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? It close lightning or something. Yeah, something was going on. And I, I was like, oh, well, we got thunderstorms. I, I went right back to sleep. <laughs> I didn't realize later. It was a hailer there down there by... Uh... Well, from the the power site area down from well, Ridgedale to power site, it was pretty good size. Oh, and I talked to somebody. I didn't realize this. Uh, our friend Mark, who works at the down, the Branson Post Office, every time I go in there, we always talk weather. Oh, yeah. And he, he lives in Ridgedale. I didn't uh, know that. He said it does exist. It does exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I thought was interesting, he said it started hailing. And suddenly the hail started going sideways. I went, oh. Yeah, it was wind-driven. I got some storm reports from the National Weather Service saying wind-driven hail. It looked like some of the siding siding on the houses had been hit with a machine gun. Oh, that's what people don't understand. You get hail the size of tennis balls or baseballs. Yeah. With 60 to 80 mile an hour straight line winds. It doesn't have to be that big a hail for that to happen. Well, that's true. It's going to cause a lot of damage. I think, yeah, right. And, but yeah, it's going to destroy this. Fortunately, he said he got spared. So his house and everything was was totally spared. But we also, you posted uh, some pics uh, from a guy, I think, just east of Kirbyville. What what was it? Like a tennis ball almost? Or it was maybe a little smaller. Yeah, it was good size. Good size, and we had some down trees. I sent to the National Weather Service on Twitter, and they oh good, they responded to us. Said thank you for that, and that was in Stone County over by no, it was in Berry County, in Eagle Rock. Oh, way over there, early earlier on. Okay, so uh, it was pretty crazy. Now I was popular that that day. Uh, you were, <laughs> I tell you. We had a little thing at the school, which we'll talk about a little later, but yeah. then. 
my wife and I went to Lowe's and I walked in and goes, we watched you on Facebook Live this morning. <laughs> the people checking me out. I go to work and people I don't even know who's on Stormdar said they saw me. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, man. Of course, people were still watching it all morning because it got almost 8,000 views on that thing. So. Oh, I know. Well, see, that, that's why I can always count on you because you've got it on your watch. You've got it everywhere. And I figured... Uh, you may not know this, but I turned Do Not Disturb off on my phone because I figured if something is going to really hit brands, I mean, like, we know it's coming, you'd probably give me a call. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yeah, or a text or something because I will hear I would have called you had it been more of a northern trajectory. Yeah, because like after you explained it, I watched spring, it. Spring uh, meadows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was more more south. Yeah. You know, now, we got hail here, but at my house... I heard a couple of hailstones, but it was We had some hail, a little bit. Biggest I saw was nickel-sized, dime to nickel-sized. Okay, yeah, because you posted a little video, yeah. didn't you? Now, was that in your new garden? Because remember last week yeah, you were going to go I garden? I just planted the night before, so I had some tomato branches, you know, strewn out all over the place, but oh, they survived. Man. Oh, they did? Okay, well, they that's survived. good. Yeah. Now, wh what kind of tomatoes should you get? I forget. They're called early girl tomatoes. Early girl. Okay. They show up a little earlier than the rest. <laughs> so I, I like my tomatoes early. I like to okay. brag to all my tomato friends. Oh, I already got tomatoes. I'm eating them right now. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Well, I took my mom to Walmart today, and there was a huge. It wasn't in the the normal aisle, but it was you know like right when you walk in, there's these big casings with four things: tomatoes, big huge tomatoes mm. on there. It's Looks really good. I did something a little different. Whatever. You hate tomatoes. I hate them. Uh, Mom loves them. <laughs> I did something a little different. I bought really tiny ones this time and and actually planted from almost nothing the way you're supposed to plant so far deep into the ground so they'll take better root. And hopefully by June or July, I'm going to have some really good tomatoes. Oh, really? We'll see. So, so I know Shara and me, are we hate tomatoes. Well, she'll eat it if I put it on pizza and pizza sauce. Yeah. Well, yeah, with me if it's in something. But yeah. now your kids, I forget. Garen loves tomatoes. No. No. Just Grayson. Just Grayson. Okay. Me. <laughs> but they'll, they'll, they all it. like the pizza. But my other plant is a blackberry bush, so I get those in. Blackberry bush? Yeah. Is this new? Well, I planted it last year and got one blackberry, but they're not <laughs> supposed to come till for two day, two years. Oh, but it's looking great. So I didn't know that. So June, hopefully, I'm going to have a bunch of blackberries for some homemade vanilla ice cream. Just go out there on the porch and get it. It's good stuff. Now that thing spreads. I really got to keep track of it. Keep keep it under wraps. Oh under wow, containment because <laughs> it goes all over the place. It's a it's a it's a wild wild plant. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're looking now. Let's go ahead and and talk about hummingbirds. Oh, you want to do that now? Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's, let, let me play the drop because I like, where is it at? There, here it is. Okay. The Stormdar Bird Watching Report. Yeah. So what about these hummingbirds? Because when I plant tomatoes at the same time, I put out my hummingbird feeder. And I've been gone for three days, so I don't know if I've had hummingbirds or not. I haven't seen any. Okay, well, my buddy Phil yeah. saw one. He said it was it was he lives in Miriam Woods, so just just north of here. He said he was he was standing out, and all of a sudden he heard vroom vroom, and yeah. he looked, and then there it was. Every now and then I'll hear something like that, and I was like, "Did I really hear that?" Because <laughs> I sure didn't see it. Yeah, 
But, but he actually uh, saw I've it. I've seen though. some pictures over from the Cape Fair area and over on Table Rock Lake. So, I mean, I think they're the scouters are out and I just, you know, I haven't been home. I didn't That's right. Home till, been- <laughs> I didn't get home till after six tonight. So, man, I figure I might see one tomorrow. That's what I'm, I'll be Think home so? all day tomorrow. I don't okay, work. I don't work tomorrow. Yeah. Now, mom. Yeah, mom's. She sits in her kitchen and plays with her iPad, but she's got a right there. <laughs> she can just look right outside and see that hummingbird. Saying I can see it from my couch. So <laughs> I moved it this year just so I, because I moved my furniture around my living room. So now I can just. See it without even moving. I can see it from wherever I'm sitting. Oh in my yeah. Living room. Well, and and also you, you and you said before it's basically tax days when they're here. Well, it's the tenth, so we're getting yeah, near that time. But I think they are here. I think they're lurking in the shadows, watching me before <laughs> I watch them. Kind of avoiding you and. <laughs> no, they're they're just they're just you know I since I moved it they're like what why did you move it. Because they're smart, they know they knew it was two feet to the right, not two feet to the left. So that's probably oh, why wow. they're avoiding it. Wow. Yeah, mom's got hers in the same right in the same spot. Yeah. Put hers up. So good. Okay. Hey, let's get to the uh, next segment. I want to see if there's any rain coming in. So why don't you just look at that? Model minute. Model minute. What do they say? It's the model minute. Yeah, because you know the forecast. We're just bumping up a couple of degrees every day, every day. Uh, I mean, we've had rain. Now we're drying out, but. Are you seeing anything at all, like in the long range? Well, I'm zoomed in on Taney County here on my little, I have my pencil on Taney County. Okay. And uh, I see one little passing shower on Saturday, and that's it. <laughs> that's it? And it's wow. not even going to wet the ground, it looks like to me. Wow. So, you know, heavier north up, up by Kansas City on Saturday. Uh, eastern Kansas, some possible uh, thunder. Oh, Not, really? Okay. Nothing to write home about. Wow. Yeah, I guess high pressure just kind of moved in, and things are just kind of reset. And I'm, that's what I'm seeing, high pressure right over the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything later in the month? Let's check that out. Yeah. Um, maybe around the 20th. And it's not even for here. It's for to our east. Of course, that could shift by then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty. Huge, massive days. snowstorm over Iowa, but yeah, we'll see about that. Over Iowa? Yeah. Okay. Ice and snow. That's going to happen oh. for sure on <laughs> April twenty-first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mark your calendars. <laughs> and then possibly some showerage or stormage around the twenty-third, which is what two weeks from Sunday coming yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's n- nothing on here. Wow. This is a nothing burger is what we call it. Wow. I wonder, I wonder because we, we've had a couple of decent rounds of severe weather, and now we've shifted. I mean, but May's coming up. I mean, May May is the... It's going to be May. Yeah. Now, uh, Gosh, it's going to be May. The thermals are pretty up there. It's going to be nice and toasty for this time of year. Okay. I think... Uh, I think the hummingbirds will be happy. Good. But, you seeing uh, anything back down around freezing? Well, let's take a gander at that. Yeah, I just because uh, people are planting now. Well, as they should. I think it's safe. I do. I do too. Uh, I'm. I'm moving. I don't see. 
42 is the lowest I see. Oh, yeah. And that's the 16th. But, man, it's warm. Yeah, and I think the time. I think they were saying to the National Weather Service Springfield was also saying they they give their thermal outlooks and we're way more than fifty percent chance of above average. Yeah, and the, I noticed the precipitation was decent. Now it's going more re- towards dry. I, you know, I noticed that we were above average in both precip and temperature. So I was kind of expecting a wet April and nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's, we're not hit nothing here now. Nothing even on the forecast grid, you know. Well, really, I mean, a little bit, but not much. I really hope we don't go back into drought. I mean, well, that's what I was concerned about because you know, it could happen. We don't want to go wet and then to dry in April. We can't do that. No. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I, think. I just have this feeling May. You know, we're we're coming out of. Uh, I think La Nina now we're kind of shifting around. I so. think it could be a stormy May. Really? Yeah, just we're due, and it's been we've. I mean, the area in general, the region has had some storms already this year, so mm-hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, yeah, the uh, normal high and low for Springfield uh, today, sixty-seven and forty-four. Uh, next Monday. Uh, on the 17th, Springfield 69 and low 46. So just like I, I always say, add a degree or two for that for Branson because we're a little farther south. So we could, Branson, theoretically be a average high of 70 next week. And that makes sense. I mean, we're mm-hmm. middle to end of April. Now we're, now we're going on up there. Uh, okay, let's get to the next segment. <laughs> I've been doing a little bit better on allergies here lately. I, I know they don't affect you, but... <laughs> well, they may have been a little bit. I've had a kind of a scratchy throat the past couple of days. I've been outside a lot, so maybe, maybe I'm getting mm. to where... Well, there's new pollens out. Hmm. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about juniper and maple and elm. This week, the predominant pollens are elm, ash, and oak. And now, is ash the white... Trees, you know, the white bark, white ash, is that what I'm thinking of? Seems like it. Okay, because I've been seeing a lot of those. Yeah, dogwood. Those are starting, uh, and the pear trees are also white. Okay, bark, the bark is? Mm, Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I have to look at ash. (laughs) Sycamore is white. Oh, okay. But that's generally around waterways, so... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, the I, it, it all week is just high, high, high. I mean, I, the lowest is ten point nine, and it just goes up from there. And I think ten is the where they consider it high. So all week is just going to be nuts, which makes sense because we uh, have all this dry weather. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of rain. Now, uh, uh, do you know if the gates are closed? They were the other day. Closed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And because uh, Bull Shoals is still, you know, we got a lot of lot of water sure. in there. I mean, Tatnicomo's fine. Everything is. Yeah. So I think people were freaking out. We were trying to tell them, don't freak out. Things are not going to flood. You know. I mean, I don't know. It Bull Shoals always gets a little iffy. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, well, since we have had these. <laughs> hail events. Uh, we're going to pull out the hail weather school. So this will describe uh, 
how hail forms and how you can do to protect your life and property. Let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A severe thunderstorm warning has just been issued from a storm that contains baseball-sized hail. Any thunderstorm which produces hail that reaches the ground is known as a hailstorm. Hail has a diameter of about two-tenths of an inch or more. Hailstones can grow to up to six inches and weigh more than a pound. Unlike ice pellets, hailstones are layered and can be irregular and clumped together. Hail is composed of transparent ice or alternating layers of transparent and translucent ice at least one millimeter thick, which are deposited upon the hailstone as it travels through the cloud, suspended aloft by air with strong updraft motion until its weight overcomes the updraft and falls to the ground. Although the diameter of hail is varied, in the United States, the average observation of damaging hail is between 1 and 1 and 3 quarters inches. Stones larger than 3 quarter inch are usually considered enough to cause damage. The National Weather Service issues a severe thunderstorm warning for a storm generating hail 1 inch or greater in diameter. This threshold became effective in January of 2010, which is an increase over the previous threshold of 3 quarter inch hail. Other countries have different thresholds according to local sensitivity to hail. For example, grape growing areas could be adversely impacted by smaller hailstones. Hailstones can be very large or very small depending on how strong the updraft is. Weaker storms produce smaller hailstones than stronger storms such as supercells. Like other precipitation in cumulonimbus clouds, Hail begins as water droplets. As the droplets rise and the temperature goes down below freezing, they become supercooled water and they will freeze on contact with condensation nuclei. A cross-section of a large hailstone shows an onion-like structure. This means the hailstone is made of thick and translucent layers alternating with layers that are thin, white, and opaque. Former theory suggested that hailstones were subjected to multiple descents and ascents, falling into a zone of humidity and refreezing as they were uplifted. This up and down motion was thought to be responsible for the successive layers of the hailstone. But new research, based on theory as well as field study, has shown this to be not necessarily true. The storm's updraft blows the forming hailstone up in the cloud. As the hailstone ascends, it passes into areas of the cloud where the concentration of humidity and supercooled water droplets varies. 
The hailstone's growth rate changes depending on the variation in humidity and supercooled water droplets that it encounters. The accretion rate of these water droplets is another factor in the hailstone's growth. When the hailstone moves into an area with a high concentration of water droplets, it captures the latter and acquires a translucent layer. Should the hailstone move into an area where mostly water vapor is available, it acquires a layer of opaque white ice. The hailstone will keep rising in the thunderstorm until its mass can no longer be supported by the updraft. This could take at least 30 minutes based on the force of the updrafts in the hail-producing thunderstorm, whose tops are usually greater than 10 kilometers high. Then it falls towards the ground while continuing to grow, based on the same processes, until it leaves the cloud. It will start to melt as it passes through air above freezing temperature. Hail can cause serious damage, notably to automobiles, aircraft, skylights, glass-roofed structures, livestock, and most commonly, crops. Hail damage to roofs often goes unnoticed until further structural damage is seen, such as leaks or cracks. It is hardest to recognize hail damage on shingled roofs and flat roofs, but all roofs have their own hail damage detection problems. Metal roofs are fairly resistant to hail damage, but they may accumulate cosmetic damage in the form of dents and damage coatings. Hail is one of the most significant thunderstorm hazards to aircraft. When hailstones exceed one-half inch in diameter, planes can be seriously damaged within seconds. The hailstones accumulating on the ground can also be hazardous to landing aircraft. Hail is also a common nuisance to drivers of automobiles, severely denting the vehicle and cracking or even shattering windshields and windows. Wheat, Corn, soybeans, and tobacco are the most sensitive crops to hail damage. Hail is one of Canada's most expensive hazards. Rarely, massive hailstones have been known to cause concussions or fatal head trauma. Hailstones have been the cause of costly and deadly events throughout history. On somewhat rare occasions, a thunderstorm can become stationary or nearly stationary and produce hail at significant depths. This tends to happen in mountainous regions, such as the July 29, 2010 case of a foot of hail accumulation in Boulder County, Colorado. On June 5, 2015, hail up to four feet deep fell on one city block in Denver, Colorado. These hailstones, described as between the size of bumblebees and ping-pong balls, were accompanied by rain and high winds. The hail fell in only one area, leaving the surrounding area untouched. It fell for one and a half hours between 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. A meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Boulder said, It's a very interesting phenomenon. We saw the storm stay, and it produced copious amounts of hail in one small area. It's a meteorological thing. 
Tractors were used to clear the area, and they filled more than 30 dump truck loads of hail. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. There we go. All sorts of hail. And, uh, yeah, if it starts hailing, go inside. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't stand out there with a camera in a, in a hat. <laughs> no. No, not a good idea. Okay, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news. And, uh, yeah, we had some fun last week. Yeah, I had some fun. Fun after the storms. Yeah. And what, same day. Yeah, it was, it was the same day. So yeah. that that's great. I mean, your presentation was spot on because uh, you were able to capture the... It just so happens that we had a storm that morning, so yeah, really easy to go back in the archives and show them what happened. The archives, that that's yeah. right. We had now these kids were junior high, right? Yeah, junior high, yeah, and eighth smart. grade, uh, gifted and talented students from Branson Junior High. Yeah, I liked that. It was great. I like it. I mean, we all had our matching shirts, and and I didn't realize that I know some of the parents that are were uh, had kids in that class, and they were commenting on our page later about uh, how yeah. like uh uh livingston what's the buckets of boards guy matthew uh, yeah his matthew wife Levinson. was on there talking oh danae so yeah his daughter her their daughter was in there and, and really talked to oh really up. yeah oh Chloe. how cool mm-hmm. so uh and that wasn't the only one there were several so i had, I had good feedback about the whole deal, so uh, well i want to do it some more i mean yeah, i think Shara's working on some, some stuff. other stuff in the works uh homeschool groups kind of looking uh, at maybe wanting to do a presentation for them, which is great. There's a huge homeschool community, if that's what you call it, in Branson. So, uh, Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we love we love doing stuff for the schools. We've done now all ages. We've done preschool kids. We've done uh, junior high. Have we done, done high school? We didn't do high school yet. I don't think we did high school. But we've done Rotary Club. Then Rotary Club and we've uh, done uh, the the Cherokee uh, County Cherokee Kansas. County nerds, yeah. yeah we've, that was we've fun. Done a few now we're getting to kind of where we are somewhat entertaining into what we talk we're talking about, <laughs> right? Well, you every time you go on stage, you're totally entertaining. I'm, I'm I was just people. tired and I didn't know what was going to happen that day, so uh, it just so happens, you know, we got that storm. I went to bed at 9 a.m. that morning and got up at 11 to get ready for that thing. <laughs> so I had planned on having a more of a presentation lined up, but I think it worked out well. That oh, it did. With, you know, showing what happened and why it happened. And, and there so. was an interest. You know, we talked about the cap earlier, but, I mean, the kids were asking about the cap. One, right. of, the, one of my favorite questions uh, was right at the end. They said, how do we know when the cap breaks? How do we mm-hmm. measure that? And that brought into the... Uh, discussion of, well, you can't see it, it's in, invisible, so you send up a weather balloon, and that radio sun always uh, can measure the atmosphere and the thermal inversion and how thick that is, and then uh, just kind of kind of watch how it uh, behaves. So that was, it was really good. I wish we had more questions. I yeah. think I think Miss Reed uh, had a lot more questions than yeah. the kids. Wouldn't be surprised if we go back there someday. You know, they really enjoyed it. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we did that. So, okay. Uh, you got anything? I have nothing. Um, you know, they had a tornado not too long ago in the Little Rock area. Oh, right. Uh, and this one was in, in Winnie, or Win, W I N N E. W Y N N E. That's Win, yeah. Win. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a uh, 
house that got hit and it took all their pictures away and most of the pictures ended up uh in the field behind their house behind the Methodist church which most of them that's where they found them all just, just right down the road except for one of them one of them just one of them traveled 150 miles to Bradford Tennessee what and it was uh, a girl in a a, a wind uh, volleyball uniform picture from from a high school game so they knew that's where it came from when they found it and they got they returned it to the lady they oh figured out who it belonged my to my gosh miles yeah but i've heard of that many many times even in the joplin tornado mail was found so many miles oh away. i know i mean i knew bank records were like in springfield yeah in marshfield yeah unbelievable yeah, what, what, what wind can do? It is. I mean, and and it we call it a suction vortice. That's what a tornado is. It's it's rotating air. But the reason it's rotating is there's such a strong updraft. It it it's causing that to twist, and it sucks everything. That's where correlation coefficient comes in. Yeah. Because it's out there looking for stuff Which that's we also talked about to the Branson school kids. Yeah, I think they understood. They seem to be into yeah, it. I think so. Yeah, and they served us snacks, too, so that yeah. was really cool. <laughs> you have anything on this one? I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's been what great. Is today? is today the 10th? Today is the 10th, yes. Well, let's do a, one of uh, a day in weather history. Okay. Back in 1996, and uh, wind speed. Well, I just lost my... Uh, Uh-oh. There I go. There it is. Wind speed. What do you think... This, well, this is the highest wind speed ever recorded, highest non-thunderstorm wind. Well, no, not non-thunderstorm, non-tornadic, I should say. Non-tornadic, okay. Non-tornadic wind speed. Uh, I guess it's a record, 253 miles per hour. Of course, it was, Whoa. It was a tropical cyclone, tropical cyclone Olivia. Okay. Uh, in Australia, measurement stands as the highest non-tornadic wind speed ever recorded on Earth. And that was in 1996. 253 miles per hour. That had That's to be a crazy. pretty wound up blow. It had it to doesn't tell been. me what that would be, though. I mean, it doesn't have any information on on the pressure. Yeah, because it's rare that we get hurricanes in the Atlantic that's over, you know, 160. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> 155... 155 miles per hour is the beginning of a Cat 5. <laughs> so we don't measure it past that. It's just... But at the same time, I don't hear of a lot of tropical systems in Australia. Yeah, you know? I don't either. You always hear them in the Philippines and up north. Uh, north. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, this one hit Western Australia. So Well, I can guarantee one thing. It was going the other direction. Hmm. Spin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cyclones. A cyclone in the northern hemisphere travels counterclockwise, but it travels clockwise in the southern hemisphere. So they must have been getting something on the southwest. You can quarter. tell by the picture it's going. Oh clockwise. my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> so pretty cool. Weird how that works, but uh, that's all I have. It does. Well, you know, that's enough. All right. <laughs> We, we we got to toot our little horn there, and we got with the kids and stuff. So, all right. Well, let's get to the, let me find my drop, uh, last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the Storm Dark Weather Weather Word of the Week. And, of course, we're going to toss it to Corey. It's a real easy one because you've been tired and working all day. So, Corey, what is this week's Storm Dark Weather Weather Word 
of the week. Transpiration. Ooh. Nice word. So what is yeah. transpiration? It's water discharged into the atmosphere from plant surfaces. Now, mm. How much water could that be exactly? There's lots of plants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I guess through the photosynthesis and chlorophyll and stuff. I don't know much about bot. Bot, you know, you talk about you know the plants producing oxygen, right? So uh, that's interesting. Transpiration, transpiration, yeah. Now <clears throat> I, I know we've had the word evapotranspiration. That was a long time ago. That's yeah. a little different. Um, that's uh, like water evaporating for like puddles and lakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this is actually from well, this definition was from plant services. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Oh. Have you been out in the sun? I try not to. I try not to, too. I was... At the same time, I need a tan. So I might have to go to one of the spray tans, you know, because I don't tan very well. Anymore. Well, guess what? You're in a cave, too. So this you're way true. down there. You're this out is the true. Sun. But I put shorts on, and I'm like, got to put some sunglasses on to shield my the, the light coming from my legs because it's so white. That's, well, and, that's yeah, and, and protecting all the other people that's around. Cause yeah, you, know, right. it, you know, it's kind of like my bald spot. That's what people tell me. <laughs> I'm on stage with those highlights. I can't yeah. bend forward. There you go. Yeah. No, I went to see my dermatologist, Dr. Christopher Wilbers, today. Uh, I had a pretty good... You know, check up a couple of spots. I mean, dermatologists, they, you know, they have that nitrogen zapper, and I got mm-hmm. a couple of zaps of precancers, but other than that was okay. So uh, I thought, you know, people are getting out in the sun now. They're going out in the boats and everything. We have a special sun safety episode that we're going to play next week so you know how to protect yourself. So how about Ooh. that? So, uh, so we'll come back live. I mean, I, I'll probably do a little you know, teaser at the front or whatever. But other than that, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. Now, when, yeah, tomorrow. So kayaking tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to take a nap and see I was going to say, happens. you need to sleep, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have plans for the next two days. So, yeah. There you go. That's the best way to right. do it. Okay. Well, I do. I'm going to go play at a new disc golf course tomorrow. I've never played before, and I'm really excited. Hmm. It's a Winkler down in Harrison. So, oh, so yeah. you, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, people can come down and join me, except, you know, I'll be done before this podcast gets out. <laughs> anyway, is that all you got on this That's one? That's all I got. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure and look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the sun safety episode of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Bye.